Welcome to episode 14 of the Keep Pulling Podcast. Today's topic is competing in your first weightlifting meet. Welcome back to the Keep Pulling Podcast, yet another show about the sport of Olympic weightlifting. This episode is brought to you by Keep Pulling, an Olympic weightlifting resource and three-time USA Weightlifting Community Development Training Site based right here in Tampa, Florida. You can follow us on social media. We are at Keep Pulling on Instagram, and you can find previous episodes of this podcast on our website, keeppulling.com. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And with that being said, welcome back, y'all. This is Patrick Costello. I'm the club director, head coach, and owner of Keep Pulling. Uh, And I always feel like we always say, hey, welcome back, because it's always been a while since we recorded our last podcast. Uh, But you got to understand, this is a side project for us, and it requires you know, not a lot of prep time, but it does require some time and attention from us. But this is one of first, the first of many solo podcasts. Hopefully, uh, I put a thing out on my personal coach Instagram at Coach Pulling if you want to go follow me uh, to see if you guys wanted to hear a solo podcast on a topic where we just like pick one and talk about it. Uh, but our previous format, we've always had a co-host and or a guest, and that's not going away. It's just very difficult to schedule people at the same time in the same room from all over. Uh, so we're just going to keep on putting out content, and this is one of the ways to do it. So I hope you enjoy, but this topic today is all about doing your first weightlifting competition. And I know there's probably a lot of seasoned competitors out there listening, and this podcast episode is kind of geared towards uh, the brand new competitor. But even if you've done a couple of meets, there's still a chance you might learn something too. So keep an open mind and hear me out here. So we're going to talk about a couple of things here. One is stuff you need to worry about. And this is from an athlete's perspective. So say it's you who's going to compete in this thing, what you need to worry about, some things you don't need to worry about, and basically how the meet works. So we'll go through a step-by-step on, you know, on the meet, on the day of the meet, what happens, when does it happen, how does it happen, and what do you do? So stick with us here. Here is a few things that you should worry about. These are things that you need to consider before you go into a meet or as you're going into it. Uh, for So for one, we'll start with finding a meet on the calendar. Uh, if you guys, uh, I don't know if you know this about Florida, but there is like a weightlifting competition every other weekend somewhere in the state of Florida. I remember a time when there was once, you know, one meet per quarter or one every two months. And now there's literally like multiple per multiple events per month, which is amazing because it gives a lot of people an opportunity in different areas of the state so they don't have to travel so far. And if they want to do a meet in their own local area, boom, power to you. So after you find the meet, you need to register on time. And there's a few things you need to know about registration, which I think we're going to talk about later. Uh, So I'm not going to go into full detail about that. Um, But in order to register for a meet, you have to one, register for the meet. But two, you have to have a USA Weightlifting membership, and that's going to give you a a member number that you have to submit at the time of your registration for the event. Those are two different things. Usually and most often, I would say that you need to have your USA Weightlifting number before you actually register for the meet because they're going to need that from you either way. Something else you should worry about, get a singlet. Yeah, they're weird and they're silly, but they are comfortable and they are required in the meet, so you have to get one. 
moving forward, you have to know at least a few of the major rules. And here's a couple of the things that I that we tell our referees to to worry about or watch for at our events. Uh, and you know, we don't want to be too strict, but we, there also are rules. And the major one is there are no press outs allowed. And that means if you're say you're performing snatch, for instance, and you catch it with bent elbows and then you straighten them, almost like a strict press, that is a no lift automatically. Also, you need to know to wait for the down signal from the center ref. So after you perform your lift out front, uh, say it's your opener or whatever, you stand up and you show control and the center ref will say down and physically wave at you like they're swatting at a fly in midair. So you get a visual signal and an auditory one. You also need to know the field of play, which is basically, you know, your warm-up room, which has multiple platforms, hopefully. And then the field of play when you perform your lift is is the competition platform. And that could be tape on the ground where they tape out a 4-meter by 4-meter or 12-foot by 12-foot for, for the, the freedom units, as we call them. But it is a 12 by 12 square in which you must perform that lift. If you step outside of that with your foot, no lift. If you drop the weight outside of that square, no lift. Uh, and finally, you should know that everything is measured in kilograms from your body weight to the weight on the bar, which is really the only two weights you need to worry about is your body weight and the weight on the bar. But know it when you arrive that you need to provide those things or be, at least be familiar, familiar with them in kilos because it is an international sport and it does not operate in pounds. It operates in, in the metric system like the rest of the world. Leading up to the meet, it's a really good idea to focus on your training. And what this means is having a good training day or a great training experience leading up to the meet because that's going to build confidence for you. And what and the things that constitute a great training session is, well, one for one, no misses. Uh, but also go into it with a positive attitude. So you're always wanting to feel accomplished when you come out of that. So that way you're not feeling a little bit, you know, uneasy or dare I say negative moving into a, uh, the culmination of your training, essentially going into a meet and testing your skills. So be smart. And I put down here, don't be a hero. You hear me say that a lot in the gym. Being a hero is just chasing after a lift that you could just throw on the ground and try again. The only time we've ever seen people get hurt in this sport is when they're trying to be a hero, meaning they're they're running forward with a snatch and then you know it comes down weird and maybe they like tweak their elbow or something. But the only time, really, the highest chance for injury and or danger is when you're chasing after something. So just if you feel a little off, toss it down, and there's no shame in doing another rep and making it better. That's it. Because in a, in a meet, you want to be able to rely on your training where you've made lifts instead of your training where you've just repeatedly trained yourself to miss. Next topic, connect with a coach. And it doesn't mean, necessarily mean you have to have one for this. It definitely helps. Uh, but it at least is, you know, minimum help is to have someone in the back, in the warm-up area with you that's somewhat familiar with how the process works and or the progressions of the warm-up area, uh, which we will talk about later in how a meet works. But I just wanted to say, and stuff to worry about, it's it's a great idea to at least have someone to, even if, they, if this is their first time going into it, at least have someone else so that you can worry about your lifts and then they as a quote-unquote coach or stand-in or helper 
can worry about what is going on around you, meaning the the attempts out front, any announcements, um, you know, all that stuff that that is just fast and furious happening at an event that you just don't want to put your mind to when you're trying to make lifts. Which brings us to the next one. Make your lifts. You only get six attempts at this meet. So at, you get three attempts at the snatch, three attempts at the clean and jerk, and that is it. I know we've trained weeks or months or years for hours on end, and you get probably like two minutes worth of lifting to test what you're doing. And finally, these are kind of multiples uh, rolled in together. Uh, when you get to the venue, it's a good idea to have a backup plan for food, water, uh, and any drinks or like Pedialyte some people do if they're, they've been sweating for a while, which we'll talk about cutting. Don't worry about that. <clears throat> but it's a good idea to kind of bring that stuff maybe with you uh, because I, I always tell our athletes, you never want to change what you're doing at the event. So if you eat healthy for like four months leading up into a meet and then you weigh in and you're like oh sweet i can eat whatever i want and then you you just house like a dozen crispy cream donuts you're gonna feel like crap like you'll probably be you'll probably be you know carved up or and whatever ready to go but no your, your stomach's gonna be very upset so if you're used to just eating like barbecue chicken and a little bit of rice and like a side salad i would probably pack that in a lunchbox and bring it with you also bring with you any supplements you might need, you know, everyone loves pre-workout, everyone loves protein shakes and or like carb shakes, and definitely any gear you need. So knee sleeves, tape, wrist wraps, belt, shoes. I even bring extra shoelaces in my bag. Like I have like 12 or 15 pairs of shoelaces that I bring to every event because if one of our lifters snaps a shoelace, then, then at least we have, you know, backup or whatever. Uh, extra clothes to change into if it's cold you want to have like a jacket or something but do not rely like a, a foam roller uh, is a very good idea which is br brings me to what i was going to say don't rely for the venue whether it's a gym or like an auditorium or like a ballroom don't rely on them to have stuff for you to warm up so not always will there be a pvc pipe not always will there be like rowers or bikes you know like a crossfit gym just sitting in the corner so you can go get like a, a 500 meter row to start you know start your engines don't rely on that stuff to be there. <laughs> but I wouldn't say bring a rower. That'd be kind of weird. Um, but, you know, imagine that when you get there, there's going to be literally zero stuff for you to use. So have your foam roller, have all that stuff with you, and tote it around in your gym bag. That's what it's for. So that's some preliminary stuff to worry about, you know, just thinking about going into the meet. <clears throat> Here is a little bit of what not to worry about. And at the top of this list is cutting weight. A lot of you have probably heard me say we do not cut weight. Like we are team no cut. Uh, we actually recently moved one of our uh, competitive athletes up to weight category. She was originally 71. And, you know, most people cut down to be more competitive. We moved her up to be a little bit more competitive. So she competed as 81. And, you know, it didn't, her strength didn't suffer, you know, and she didn't feel slow or anything like that. But when people cut weight, I will always say it cuts your strength and especially for the first meet for your first meet going in just remember you know you want as minimum as minimal stressors as you want on the body and one of those things is cutting weight and no matter who you are I do not care cutting weight is a stress on you and I will I will spend my last dying breath saying do not cut for your first meet. It's just not a great idea. You're not going to feel good, especially like a water cut. If you shed like six, seven, eight, ten pounds of water, 
you know, seven days out or like during the seven days leading into a meet, you're just, you're going to be dehydrated. I mean, that's literally what it is. So I always caution people, you, you know, adults are out there, they could do whatever they want, but I will say, <laughs> you know, do not cut for your first meet. That's just one more thing to worry about. And especially at a local meet like ours, uh, which this is pretty opportune for this episode because this this is a Sunday. It is uh, I can't you know think of what date the what actual date it is, but in, in this coming weekend is our Tampa Bay Spring Classic Five, um, which is a lot of people's first meet. So what we tell people just just go in, weigh what you weigh, and at a local meet, you're not going to get disqualified if you miss weight or you're too light or you're too heavy. They're gonna let you lift, especially us. We will let you lift. All right, that's my piece on cutting weight, and then now I'm going to move on. <laughs> Everyone knows I hate cutting weight. Anyway, uh, one of these things I put on here, don't worry about looking like a noob. Everyone has had their first weightlifting mate, and weightlifting is, is, is truly full of people who are there to, to help you and want to see you succeed. Whether or not you snatch you know, 30 kilos or 130 kilos, it's, it's not about the the amount of weight that you lift, you know, people generally don't care about that stuff, uh, especially your first time out. Like we, we want to make sure, you know, our event staff too, we, we coach them to be very helpful for people. You know, we usually do call outs for, you know, any of the athletes who it's their first time. We just like to get a, an idea one to see how many, but two, to just kind of keep an eye and, you know, check in with people be like, Hey, you, you understand like what's going on here? Or do you need any help? Can we do anything? Everyone starts at, at ground zero. And even in my first weightlifting meet, I went in and even I had three other people who were CrossFit coaches at the time go with me and none of us knew what the heck we were doing. We just kind of like followed the flow and kind of figured it out as we went. And then some people stepped in and were like, hey, this is your guy's first time. And we're like, yes, (laughs) how can you tell? But it's okay. Like expect to expect to have other people there that are in the same situation as you. Another thing to not worry about is winning. Do not worry about going into win, especially in your first meet. I, I, I can't count on, you know, I can't count in my head the number of times someone has said to me specifically, you know, when, I'll, I'll do a meet when, I'm, when I have numbers that will win. Well, why would you do that? Just go in and get the experience because, you know, one of those things is numbers to win, yes. The other is experience, and you cannot accrue experience without doing the thing in general. So don't get like caught in that infinite like loop where it's like, oh well, you know, I snatched 100, but you know that's not good enough. Or maybe when I snatch 110, I'll compete. Oh, maybe I'll, when I snatch 115, I'll definitely win. Maybe when I snatch 120, and it just cycles and cycles and cycles, and then you never end up doing a meet. And it is the most fun experience it, for me personally. I love it. I love competing. I still do it uh, to this day. I probably do two a year. But we definitely encourage people to do it and at least try it once because you may love it. And along the lines of don't worry about winning, don't worry about qualifying for higher level meets at your first time out because that's just, like I said, we want to reduce the amount of, of stressors on you at that time because a competition, a weightlifting competition is like the most least likely and favorable scenarios for you to compete in, whether it's you know, you're, you're nervous or you haven't eaten or not because you're cutting weight because it's been two hours since weigh in, uh, back to cutting weight again. Right. Uh, whether it's, you know, any of those things, uh, and then you add into, and then you add to the mix, Oh, I need to 
total this much or else I'm a complete failure. No, just get on the board, make some lifts, and make your goal going six for six at this meet. And finally, the last thing to not worry about is what's happening around you, like announcements and other people warming up and what other weight, what other people are lifting and what your coach is doing. Because if you have a coach back there, I guarantee they have a method to the madness of what's going on. They know exactly what's happening at the right time, at the right moment. Hopefully, uh, you know, they've been trained or at least have some experience to know when to make you do stuff. So those are some things that is what to worry about, what not to worry about, and let's talk briefly about how a meet works. So when you get to the event, uh, let's back up here. So I guess we're going back to registrations here. I listed this again. Uh, so sign up, you need your event registration, your USA weightlifting registration, and just know about how much you weigh. You know, that way you can choose a weight category that is most that is closest to what you actually weigh. So then, in event registration, they can they can sort you out uh, into the proper session or time frame for you to lift. Next, when you get there, uh, you need to choose your events and or not choose your events. I'm sorry, choose your attempts. And this happens during weigh-ins, and the only thing you need to provide to the person giving you your weigh-in is your opener. Uh, and usually this is kind of like a, a coach's choice. Like, uh, Hopefully coaches will, will have talked over uh, opening lifts with their athletes, and in a, first, in a first event for somebody, it should be something, and this may sound terrible, that you know you can roll out of bed like very groggy, maybe slightly hungover, and you know you're going to hit that lift no matter what. So usually it's around like 75, 80-ish percent uh, for a first meet. <clears throat> and when you get into the weigh-in room, when you step on that scale, that person's going to ask you, okay, what are your openers? And you will declare your openers for snatch and clean and jerk. You just tell them the first lift for each of those in kilograms when you're weighing in. And then after you leave weigh-in, everything is over, assuming you made weight. And then after that, behind the scenes... The weigh-in official takes it to whoever person is marshalling, and they put those attempts and those lifter cards in ascending order. Now, going to openers and seconds and third attempts, uh, moving between your opener, assuming you make it, and going to the second attempt, we don't like, personally at our club, to jump like 10 kilos. You know, we have like a, a 3 to 5 kilo rule. Uh, usually with women, we jump about three to four kilos, maybe. Uh, guys, we jump between four and five just because the, the amount of weight lifted, that's that's about an equal percentage uh, of both. <clears throat> so we jump about, you know, two to three percent, maybe, between lifts, uh, which equates to about three to five kilos, depending on who you are <clears throat> and how much you lift. But just remember, you know, if you open at, I I always choose 100 because it's just for easy math. You You go 100 for your opener and then go to 103. You know, that's about 3%, right? Yeah, that's about 3%. <clears throat> and just know that this is your first meet. Like, you're not trying to win the Olympics or even make it there or make a world team or, you know, make set an American or state record. You're just going there to get on the board, like to work through at the anxiety of a meet, see what your emotions feel like, and to just go through the process so that the next time or two times after, you know, you're going for something that's higher level. Now, when you get back into the warm-up room, so say you weigh in, uh, you lift at 10 o'clock, but you weigh in at 8, there's always a two-hour gap between the first weigh-in and the first lift of, of the session. That's just the rule. That's just how it is with USA Weightlifting. It is two hours no matter what. 
And when you get in the warm-up room, the warm-up process is kind of tricky, right? Um, and for anyone who's seen it, you know, most most warm-up areas have scoreboards now because there are, there are wonderful apps now available to everybody that kind of have auto-sorting live scoreboards that you can just project onto a screen. Whether or not they have that, they all have those lifter cards, which will shift in order. But that's this is why it's good to have someone there with you to keep an eye on that stuff and tell you, you know, at least keep you on track with how many lifts are left. And speaking of lifts, they will all happen in ascending order. Remember when you weighed in and you gave your openers? They are sorted, no matter weight category or whatever, uh, by ascending weight. So if somebody's opening at 90, they go first. Somebody's opening at 92, they go second probably. And if someone's opening at 150, they're going to be waiting a while because everyone else would have to finish before they go, if that makes sense. Now, the biggest thing about a warm-up room is etiquette. Part of this means we are sharing equipment. Now, we at our meets have four warm-up platforms per competition platform. And ideally, we keep the sessions down to 12 to 13 people. So that way, each warm-up platform and you know group of equipment has about two to three people sharing it. Generally, these these folks are not doing all the same weights. Sometimes they are, but the fact of the matter is everyone back there needs to share equipment. There is no one platform or 160, 182 kilo set per person back there. You know, sometimes we'll have extra bars, but just expect to share with someone. And this is where every time my role as a coach, when I'm back there coaching somebody, I will immediately find a platform, whether it's taken or already occupied or, or empty. But if it's taken, I will go up to the coach or, or athlete who's there and be like, hey, well, how's it going? Where are you from? Just real quick icebreaker and then be like, how many people are on this platform? Do you mind if I share with my one person? And start out very nice. I've been told no before uh, at a AO series in Miami. I w- walked up to someone who had one, literally one person on that platform. I was like, hey, how's it going? Where are you guys from? Uh, insert city here. How many people do you have on this platform? One. Oh, do you, I have one also. Do you mind if we share with you? He's like, no, we already have this platform. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to share with you. And we just went right on, and that is just how it goes because we're all there to warm up, and we cannot try to exclude someone willfully because you know we have a job to do. Everyone has a job to do there. And like I said before, we are a community of like-minded people, and usually 99.9999% of people in weightlifting are there to help you succeed and or just watch you succeed. So that's my thing on warming up and the competition attempts. Once you get through your warm up, you have three attempts at the snatch uh, in ascending order, right? And then we have a 10 minute break. Usually that's the standard. Sometimes we do five if the session is running behind and then three attempts for your clean and jerk. So that is six total lifts. And yes, that's it. Yes, all that work that you did leading up to this event for months, probably at least weeks at the very least. All that work is just for six lifts, and then we go back and do it all again. So, I mean, six lifts, if you if you say, you know, a snatch takes about a second, that's, you know, probably you have no more than a minute or two total of active lifting in the competition scenario. So all that being said, that's kind of like a quick and dirty, hey, here's how a meet works. Uh, and like I said, it's very opportune because – you know, this is leading up to our Tampa Bay Spring Classic 5, and this is actually our 21st competition since 2013. Uh, yeah, we've been putting on uh, events now for, this is uh, nine-ish years, 
Um, and the thing about it is with each one, we do like reports and stuff on, uh, we run reports on our registrations and to see where people are coming from and who they are. And literally every single meet we have done has been around 20 to 30% first timers. And, you know, now, I mean, we've gone from my, our, our first event that we put on in 2013 was like 12, 13 people. Uh, but now we're to the point of anywhere between, you know, 130 to our largest of 160 people over two days. And, you know, 20, 30% of those is probably, uh, you know, quick math, 30 to 40 people are brand new first timers. And we love to see that. And that's, oops, sorry, I hit it. Uh, but that's, that's the great thing about the sport of weightlifting. And this is why we do it. We do it so that everybody, whether you're brand new or you've done 20, 30, 40 weightlifting meets, uh, we do it so that everybody has the same opportunity to go out and make six lifts no matter what the weight is or how many times you've been doing it. So that's why we say don't worry about winning. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Worry about what you can do and what your abilities are and how you're going to get through the first meet of your weightlifting career. And with that being said, we just wanted to thank you again for listening to the Keep Pulling Podcast. Episode 14, this was how to get through your first weightlifting meet. You can find previous episodes of this podcast on our website, keeppulling.com. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Keep Pulling on Instagram. If you like what you hear, drop us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.